Hello and welcome to Inside Scoop Live. I'm Sherry Hoyt and I'm your host. Today I'm talking with Desiree Calderon de Fawaz, author of Tata's Earrings, a story about a magical pair of earrings inspired by a grandfather's love and compassion. Before we start, let's learn a little bit more about Desiree. Desiree Calderon de Fawaz is a writer and illustrator specializing in stories about children from different cultural and religious backgrounds, stories that have universal appeal and hidden wisdom. Born and raised in Mexico City, Desiree's earliest memories are of painting with oils and writing poems, both natural activities in a family where writers like Jose Vasconcelos and painters like Frida Kahlo flourished. In 2015, Desiree traveled to Lebanon in search of the perfect town that would set the stage for her new story and found that the cities of Saida and Byblos epitomized the diverse and vibrant Mediterranean culture she was looking for. Two years and many teas later, Tata's Earrings was ready to launch with the hope that it would sow a small seed of love, compassion, and understanding. Desiree lives in Houston, Texas with her husband and three children. When not writing, she practices yoga, learns herbology, and enjoys cuddling up on her couch with a good book. To learn more about Desiree and Tata's Earrings, visit her website at www.desireecalderondefawaz.com. Hi, Desiree. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Hello, Sherry. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to talking with you. Uh, to begin, why don't you tell us what Tata's Earrings is all about? Well, um, Tata's Earrings is the story of Maya, a Middle Eastern girl, and her grandmother Tata, who has the most incredible magical earrings hidden under her veil. Uh, one day, Maya gets a glimpse of the earrings, as uh, she's working in the kitchen with Tata, and she wants to know where they came from. So Tata tells her the story of her grandfather and how his many acts of kindness and compassion resulted in the creation of the magical earrings. I love that. Oh. And what inspired you to write this story? Well, back in 2013, Sherry, I was devastated by the Syrian refugee crisis. I clearly remember that one day driving back home after dropping off the kids at school, I was listening to the BBC when they started talking about children trying to reach Europe, and I just couldn't process it. For a second, I felt their pain, even if a minute part of it. I am a very empathetic person and a mom, which is a bad combination. Um, <laughs> I remember stopping the car in the middle of Houston traffic and crying like there was no tomorrow. And I asked myself, how can I help? I obviously couldn't just drop everything and head to the complex zone. I mean, I had a husband and three small children, but there was something I thought I could do. I could give someone a voice. And for me, storytelling was a natural way to fight Islamophobia and a tool to try to break stereotypes. Yeah, that's wonderful. And talk about the research you did to find the perfect setting for your story. I actually took a trip to Lebanon in 2015 to look for the perfect town for the story. And I did find two places that served as inspiration for the creation of Maya village. One of them was a Muslim town called Saida, and the other one, a Christian town by the name of Biblos. And from both, I borrowed cobbled streets, colorful doors, and rocky alleyways. And I wanted Maya and Tata's village to reflect a vibrant Mediterranean culture that was ancient and modern at the same time. And I wanted to have a mosque and a church side by side, like in many Lebanese towns. 
And I also wanted for Maya to be a modern girl that kids could relate to. She drives her bicycle around town. She wears Converse shoes. So in a way, everything in the illustrations was thought out. And it's good to keep that in mind when you go through them. And what can you tell us about your experiences with the people you met in your travels? Well, in the last 20 years, I've been lucky enough to have traveled to Lebanon eight times. And every time I've been welcomed with open arms, I can tell you that in the Middle East, I have found nothing but warm, loving, peace-loving people. And the character of Tata was based on a real living person, my adorable mother-in-law. And I know that's usually not the case with the mother-in-law, but (laughs) this one was adorable. Unfortunately, she passed away in 2016 as I was just finishing the last illustrations of Tata series. But she was this humble, simple, gentle soul and the ultimate Mediterranean grandma. And in a way, the making of this book was my attempt to try to trap the beauty of her soul for all children, including mine. Hmm, That's beautiful. Thank you. And after you found the perfect town to set your story in, how long did it actually take to write the story? Well, by the time I went to Lebanon in 2015, the story had been written. It is a picture book, so it took just a few days to conceive the whole idea. But there was an issue. The story had come to me in Spanish under the title Los Aretes de Tata. And in that version, it rhymed beautifully. I had intended to make it a bilingual book, but the publisher decided to make the Spanish and English version separately. So trying to capture the same essence in the English version took several months of editing. But in the end, it all worked out. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have thought about the translation. I guess that uh, typically wouldn't work out. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you just mentioned the illustrations, and I know you also did the illustrations for Tata's earrings. Talk about that process a bit. Did you find it more of a challenge to illustrate than to write the story? Oh, wow. It, It was so hard to illustrate. As I told you, writing the story was a breeze. Illustrating a picture book was a torment. It was a rough two years. I had to overcome my personal fears and feelings of incompetence. I think I had all of the excuses not to illustrate a book. First of all, I wasted time waiting for someone to help me. Then I thought I could try making it myself, but I didn't have a degree as an illustrator. I'm actually a microbiologist, Mm. mostly because my parents thought that art was only a hobby. And even though I've been painting and drawing my whole life, I just didn't know if that was enough. Then there was the art supply question. I was pretty broke at the time. I didn't know how much I was going to spend on paint and brushes. I didn't have special work for the project. I didn't have time to spare with three young children. I had many excuses. But one day, I was looking at a picture of my youngest daughter next to her Lebanese grandma, and it was such a lovely picture. And I thought of copying it. I grabbed the yellow construction paper left over from my kids' school supplies, uh, one decent brush that I found somewhere in the house, and the oldest acrylic paint you can imagine. (laughs) And I started painting. One month later, I had ruined my kitchen table, but at least I had one finished illustration. 
And right there, I told myself, uh, maybe I can do this. I didn't know how many illustrations I needed or how long it will take. But I said, well, even if it takes me a whole year, I will eventually have something. Inside Scoop Live is a global internet-based broadcast specializing in interviewing published authors about their current books and their areas of expertise. Join us and hear both well-known and upcoming writers talking candidly about their life experiences as well as the business of being an author in today's literary world. Always interesting and current, we strive to bring our audience high-quality discussions that spotlight a vast diversity of authors in the field today. Our interviews are available through direct podcast as well as MP3 download from your computer. You can also find us on Apple Music under the Inside Scoop Live podcast. And please visit us at InsideScoopLive.com. Welcome back to Inside Scoop Live. Today I'm talking with Desiree Calderon de Fawaz, author of Tata's Earrings. For more information on Desiree and her book, visit her website at www.desireecalderondefawaz.com. Now, after I finished that first illustration, there was an accident. My daughter poured a whole cup of tea all over it. And oh I my. cried. Oh. Yes. I, and I had worked so hard. Oh. Uh, I almost gave up then. But for some reason, I just didn't. Yeah. So what motivated you to push through the challenge and finish your illustrations? As I was just starting the project, I had an amazing dream. And without getting much into detail, in that dream, a spiritual teacher appeared and actually told me to finish it. So the next morning, I started a routine. On weekends, I will wake at five before my kids to start working on the illustrations. Usually, I will be playing Enya, drinking Tulsi tea, and burning a little incense just to set the mood. And I didn't have too many hours to paint, but I was constant. I showed up. It took an average of one month for each illustration to be completed. And after that, the biggest challenge was finding a publisher. That took another year. Yeah. Yeah. That's another whole process, huh? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, kudos to pushing yourself through it. That's that's great. Cause, Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. It was really hard. Yes. <laughs> I really admire the work you are doing to promote and represent Arab women and children in literature. Uh, it seems like you are working to fill a much needed void. Why do you think there is such a lack of representation in books and the media? Well, thank you. Um, well, I'm a mother of three living in Houston, one of the most diverse cities in the world. Mm. And my kids, like a growing population in the country, are multicultural, of mixed ethnicities. In our case, it's Mexican and Lebanese. And growing up, my oldest, who just turned 18, uh, didn't feel represented in books or in media. And it was very sad. For a little while, she felt excluded and embarrassed. And... Besides that, in books, we never came across a children's book with an Arab girl as a main character and a grandma wearing a hijab. 
Mm. And on TV, the only Arab-looking characters she could mention were Aladdin and Simbad, and these are not even Arab, but Persian. So I thought it was definitely time to move away from the stereotypical Arab thief. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, great job. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, I've been dying to ask this question because I understand you have some pretty famous people in your family. Are you related to Frida Kahlo? <laughs> it's it's complicated. <laughs> I am. Her mother and my grandfather were second cousins back in the beginning of the 20th century. And basically, we all come from this Calderon family from Oaxaca, Mexico. The Calderon are sort of a very proud family of painters, philosophers and judges and the like. And they're so prideful that even after more than 100 years, they still do annual family reunions. And I just missed one yesterday. Um, But, you know, it's, it's kind of nice. Does that? I mean, it's crazy, but yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all families, isn't it? And I would say, actually, you have a pretty amazing claim to fame. What do you like to do when you aren't writing or illustrating? What are some of your hobbies? Okay, so I do yoga and I practice Ayurveda and I write poetry and I love singing and traveling. And I actually designed clothing for this amazing company called Vida. And you can find a link to my collection on my website. It has clothing items inspired by my stories. And there's some Tata's earring scarves there, for instance. So that's very much what I do. Wow, that's nice. So, okay, well, be sure to check out Desiree's gorgeous designs on her website. And that is www.desireecalderondefawaz.com. Talk about your campaign of giving. Uh, what is that all about? Yes, as you know, Tata Feelings has a message of compassion. And from the beginning, I knew that the only way to bring this message full circle was if it actually helped Middle Eastern kids in some way. Mm-hmm. I did my research, and I really love the work that the Malala Fund is doing, educating girls around the world. And I particularly loved the fact that they have a school in the Syrian refugee camp of Baalbek in Lebanon. Therefore, I created this campaign of giving where 10% of my profits from both Tata Syrian's book sales and my collection at Vida are donated straight to the Malala Fund. Wow, that's great. Thank you. So what's next? Do you have another story in the works? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm very excited about this new book. I'm almost three-fourths done with the story. It is a fantasy youth novel full of adventures and a bit of mystery. And I'm currently on page 500. I'll obviously have much to edit, but <laughs> it's really exciting stuff. I think I'm again giving a voice to an underrepresented section of the population, but it was not on purpose, believe me. It just happened. Um, The title is still a work in progress, but as of now, it is Broom Hestless, Heiress and the Keeper. So Broom Hestless is the main character of the story, and you should remember that, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's exciting. That's that's a big, uh, that's a little bit of a change from writing a picture book, so that'll be interesting. It is. It's a big commitment. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. So what advice can you give to aspiring authors and illustrators? (laughs) Okay. So first of all, stop the excuses and just start. And 
believe that you have something important to say that no one else can. You have to just get up and pursue your dream. Otherwise, your dream will start persecuting you. And I'm talking from experience. (laughs) That's great advice. Desiree, thank you so much for joining me today. I've really enjoyed our visit and learning more about your books and your projects and just getting to know more about you. Thank you so much, Sherry. It's been my pleasure, actually. To our listeners, thank you for joining me today for my interview with Desiree Calderon de Fawaz, author of Tata's Earrings. To learn more about Desiree and her book, visit her website at www.desireecalderondefawaz.com. And be sure to check out our other interviews at InsideScoopLive.com. <laughs>